Hello, welcome to Conversation Matters. How can I help you? Oh, of course. May I see your prescription? Thank you. Let's see. A conversation about depression. Alright. I do have a certified conversationalist available right now. Sure. When you're ready, take your prescription and go right through that door. I've let him know that you're here, and he'll be ready for you. Hello. Come in. Come in. Yes. My name is Dr. Andrew Michaels. I'm here to help you. Do you have a prescription with you? Pleased to meet you. Okay, please sit down. Let me look at your record here. I see your doctor is very worried about you. He gave a very complete record for me to review. Okay. Hmm. You've been under doctor's treatment for some time now. This is quite interesting. Do you have anything specific you'd like to discuss today? No, it's quite all right. You see, the, the problem that I notice with a lot of people who have depression is they feel like they're not being listened to. And I want you to have the opportunity to say what you want or voice your opinion. Hmm. If there's something you'd specifically like to address, I don't want you to be afraid to say it. I really don't think a doctor can do any good unless he's helping. And I think, well, I don't think we are charged to do no harm. And in this case, if you're afraid to talk about something or you're afraid to express how you feel about something, you're going to leave. Well, you're, I'm going to harm you by not helping you. So let's just keep it simple. So I want you to take just a moment. If you're not comfortable, we can try it again later in the conversation. But I want you to tell me what you're thinking, what's what's on your mind. Okay. All right. Well, if you'll hand that right here. I've noticed a lot of my patients have the same exact problem you have. You see right here? These notes were from another patient. I say patient loosely because this isn't truly a medical situation. This is strictly a conversation to help you. Okay. All right, I understand that. 
I don't like to see you feeling that way about your own care. If you feel like you're not getting the care you need, then we need to do something about it. Now, what exactly that is, unfortunately, I don't know. Everyone is an individual. Now, this is the problem with depression. Everyone is an individual. The problems you're having and the way depression attacks you, debilitates you, weakens you, may not be the same way as others. There could be people who are workaholics who walk around constantly depressed. Work is the only thing they can do to stave off the symptoms. Some people can't get out of bed from depression. It just cripples them. In my heart, I believe it's the same. It's depression. It's debilitating. It's ruining the person's life. But one person tries to fend it off by working so much he doesn't think about it. And the other person tries to sleep it away. And just, you know, be numb to it, be unconscious to it. What kind of person do you think you are? Those are just two examples. Okay. Really. And what do you do to combat your depression? Oh, okay, I understand. It's a little more complicated, but it's basically the same thing. You're using that stimulus, that up, great ups, and those down moments. You want to feel those down moments so that you can get back up again. You want to get another high on that good moment. Am, am I kind of correct? Okay. All right. Mm, I feel comfortable with this, this direction. Do you? Okay. All right. Well, it's how you're combating these issues that matters. It's not that you're going to suffer any less by changing your behavior. You'll probably suffer more. There's nothing wrong with doing things to get a positive rush. There's nothing wrong with doing things to try to get that good feeling in you. Why would that be bad to do something good to give yourself a rush of adrenaline and give yourself a rush of good feeling? As long as it's helpful, it's not harmful to anyone, you're doing a good deed. Now the guilt, the guilt issue that pulls you back down, is that what it is? Is it guilt that pulls you back down to this depression level? Is that what we're talking about? You know, guilt is a powerful weapon that our parents have literally built right into all of us. And it was built into them by their parents, but it is a learned behavior. You can unlearn it. You don't have to feel guilty every time you do something for yourself, every time you do a good deed for someone, every time you do something benefits someone. You don't have to convince yourself that you did something wrong and make yourself feel guilty all over again. It's a vicious cycle. It comes back to basic 
things like good and evil. I'm good, and if I'm not being good, well, then I must be being evil. And if I'm evil, I'm bad. And if I'm bad, I'm feeling guilty because I had ulterior motives for that good deed. I only helped that old lady with her grocery bags because I wanted her to thank me. I wanted her to laud over that I helped. I refused a tip from her and walked away. And I feel so guilty because I only did it for my own self-satisfaction. What about just doing something for another human being? What about the fact that you took the time to do it when no one else would? So if you're this guilty, evil, self-centered, selfish person, what does that say about every single human being around you? At least you were the one who decided to take the time and help someone who really needed it. Would you agree with that? Or was there a line of people waiting to help this lady with her bags, and you just happened to get to the front of the line. No, you were the only person. Yes, I, I kind of thought so. <laughs> I wonder how I knew that. Because that's the way it always is. You're helping this old lady with her bags, and somebody looked over and saw you, and looked at you, and... You saw what you wanted to see in those person's eyes. You saw, oh, look at him. He thinks he's so special. Maybe they were thinking you were a good person. Maybe they thought you were kind. Maybe they thought, wow, now there's a nice person. Did, did you think that or did you immediately go negative? Well, you're still assuming something. You're assuming that the person was disappointed with what they saw in you. I think, I think our parents, <laughs> and I'm blaming parents here, create a lot of these issues. Because we don't reward our children and tell them how wonderful it is that we even have a healthy child. How happy we are. We take it for granted. We want our kids not to be better than us. A lot of people do that. Now, I, I don't think I did. I want my children to be better than me. I want them to be happier than me. I want them to have a more full life than me. I worked very hard for my children to have a good life. The last thing I want is for them to have a depressed and miserable, lousy life. I want them to have a wonderful life. And I want you to have a wonderful life. And we barely know each other. You know, and I am sincere. I really am. I know it's hard to believe that I wish for you a good life. But I want you to have a full life. Because the happier people are around me, the less turmoil there is, the less hatred there is, the less anger there is people who feel disenfranchised, marginalized, people who feel put out by society for all the different reasons we can come up with. These people, at the end of the day, spread that feeling. And it 
just infiltrates each and every one of us. Just like pouring water over a sponge. I swear. If the mood of the city is hopelessness, we all feel hopelessness. And this may not be the kind of conversation you want when you're coming somewhere looking for somebody to talk to you about depression. But if you're around a bunch of people who are depressed all the time and people who are always putting you down and people are always talking down to you, they don't compliment you, they don't lift you up, you're never going to improve. You have got to make the changes. If they won't help you, you have to force the changes. You have to tell someone, hey, that's enough with being negative to me. You know, I am a good person and I do do good things. And I have good thoughts. You know what depresses me? What depresses me the most is that you are not supportive of me. That you're not helping build me up. I have complimented you over and over again and you tear down every compliment I give you with a backhanded comment. These are all just examples. Now if they apply to you in your real life, take them and think about it. If they don't, ignore them. Just think about what I'm saying. And that's the thing, isn't it? We feel left out. We're at the party and we're sitting by ourselves. We're depressed. We're lonely. We are alone in a room full of people. And if you think, I don't understand that. I do. I totally understand what it's like to be alone in a room full of people. Not a friend in sight. Everybody wishing that you really weren't there. Wishing you would just go away so they didn't even have to look at you. I've been there, and for less of a sin than just having the wrong opinion compared to everyone else, just by carrying the unpopular opinion. A man told me once he was pretty wise. I agreed with him, but I didn't realize how devastatingly true this is. He said, there is a price to be paid for being outspoken. And I'd heard that many times in my life, and <laughs> whether I'm too dumb or too naive not to understand the ramifications of that statement, I've always ignored it. I've always ignored it. Live my life by my own set of morality and standards reading books, trying to find out what's good and what's bad in the world, and realizing that most of the stuff they ram down our throats is just to control and manipulate us, just to get us to stay in one place, just to get us to sit on a couch, stare at a boob tube, sit in a corner. <laughs> I used to 
go visit people and their kids would stand there like statues. It was really weird. These people were always so proud of how their kids were just standing there, standing there, not moving. Look at my kids. My kids are, look how good they are. Look how well behaved they are. Ooh, if they step out of line, look at them standing there. Couldn't be more proud of them standing there. Yeah, mortally terrified. Mortally terrified to move an inch or they're going to get punished. Morally terrified to make a joke, stand out, out from the crowd, laugh, be a nonconformist, say something silly. I'll give my parents credit. They pretty much just let us run loose. They didn't do that to us. But they also expected us to behave when the time came. And I think we acquiesced to it as best we could. I mean, we were still kids. But even my parents, even us as children, would say, Ooh, what's wrong with them? They're just standing there. You know, please don't tell my dad. I didn't do anything. Just just a bit of a... a, a it's like, what? What? I wasn't going to tell your dad anything. I was just, you know, why don't you go play? No, I'm, just, I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Leave me out of this madness. Okay. Gee willikers. Do you follow where I'm going with this? Maybe, maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe it doesn't mean anything to you or I'm just making random thoughts about things that don't apply to you in general. But the point is, you learn this behavior that I feel so good. Why do you feel good? Well, I did this, I did this, I did this. Oh, trying to make yourself look good again. <laughs> Aren't you special? You're not any better than the rest of us. Don't you forget it. If anybody's ever talked to you like that, that is the most evil thing someone could say to you. They tore you. And this will surprise you. Every time somebody did that to me, I wasn't angry. I really wasn't as, as, as rebellious and obstinate as I was as a child and a young adult whenever I heard that kind of comment. It made me sad. It, it made me sad. It told me... No matter how successful you are, you're still going to be nobody to these people. You mean nothing to them. And I made a leap. I made a leap of logic and of faith. Now, I want you to go with me on this. The logic told me, as hard as I worked to get to where I was when I was told, don't you forget, you're never going to be better than the rest of us. You're never going to be better than me or you or this guy over here. When I was told that, the wave of depression that swept over me was palpable. You could taste it in my mouth. It was so strong. But I logically realized I'm never going to be anything to this person. That was the logic and the faith part was the leap of faith was if I do 
make it in this world. I'm going to have to find things that make me happy. Because I'm never going to be happy trying to make that person happy. And I started very slowly, as poor as I was, I was very poor back then, to live my life that way, live my life accordingly. And I did things in my life that made me happy, that made me fulfilled, that brought joy to me. I gave time to people that I cared about, that I found to be genuine and kind and sweet, men and women. I made many friends that were both men and women, and I found out that I could, I could enjoy people's company if they were different, if they were strange. It was all right. People are different. I also found out that people who are marginalized, people who are put down like me, people who get depressed, they could use a friend. They could use a friendly voice. And I found that listening helps more than you'll know. When you hear that wrong statement coming from somebody, that self-doubt, that breakdown of the person saying, you know, well, that's what I deserve. I deserve this, or this is what I get for what I did. I try to break that cycle because maybe no one's ever taken the time to tell you, well, why can't you have a good life? What makes you so unworthy of a good life? Oh, you did this, you did that, you did this. Okay, I've done ten times that. Because at an earlier age, I decided I don't care what other people think anymore. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do things in my life that bring joy to me. I'm not harming anyone. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not ruining anyone's life. And the happier and more successful I got, <laughs> this is the sad part. You know, those people that said I was never going to be good enough for them or live up to their standards. Oh, my. They fell out <laughs> of my life. I have a new support system. I have people around me who love me, cherish me, and care about me. Much in the same way I'm taking the time to talk to you right now. I'm talking to you right now because it does matter. It matters to me that I took the time today to tell you you have every right and every chance to be as successful and happy in your life as I am. And why don't you? Why don't you go out and get the life you deserve? There's nothing wrong with it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you being happy with your life. 
and I support you doing that 100%. Continue seeing your doctor. It's important that you always seek professional medical help with things like depression. Mm -hmm. It is. Always seek out medical help. But in the meantime, in the time when you're away from your medical help and you're on your own, find people who are supportive of you. Find people who want to lift you up. And find people who care about you. They don't have to call you every day and talk to you for an hour, but they care. And you know who they are. You know the people who tear you down. You know the people who have no use for you. Give them less time of your life. Let them know that the score is settled. You got the, You got it. I figured it out. I got it. And I'm moving on with my life. And you can do it. And watch the reaction to people when you start standing up for yourself. And don't stop standing up for yourself. Because the minute you stand up for yourself, you're showing independence. You're showing guts and courage and pride. And all these things they want to break down in you because they don't want you prideful and happy, proud of yourself. Look what I've accomplished. They don't want you happy and courageous. I took the, it took courage to help that person to reach out. They don't want you to be happy. They want you to be miserable like them. And all these things they want to break down because all these things make you an independent, strong, and happy person. Oh, pride, go before the fall. Well, if nobody had any pride, nothing would ever get done. There wouldn't be one artist on this planet if there wasn't a pride. Look at, the, look at what I've created. With my hands. Do you want to take that away from the, the artists, the musicians, the writers of our world? Pride is something you need. And you need love and hope and courage. And I hope you find them in your life. And when you talk to your professional, your doctors, therapists, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation may be, let them know you're trying to make changes in your life for the positive. Try to keep a record of these positive changes and develop them. Push the boundaries. Catalog your successes. Don't ignore the failures, but downplay them in your own mind. Concentrate on how do I make things better for me. And it's a fight. And it's a fight for you, your life. And I know we don't know each other that well, but I want you to remember something Dr. Andrew Michael said, you, my friend, you're worth fighting for.
Got that? Okay. Our time's about up. Now, if you'd like to do this again, I can do another session on depression very soon. So please let me know if you'd like more conversation on this. And if you'd like me to touch on specifics of depression. And always take the time to do all your doctor and therapist visits. And always consult with a professional especially when you feel like things are slipping. It's very important, especially during the holiday season. I want to see all of you get through the holiday season with me. And I promise if you do, I will have many, many, many more conversations of your choice, of your request. I won't let you down. I care about you. You, my friend, are worth fighting for. And until I see you again, please, I really do hope you have a most blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Fuego. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon. When you have a moment please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.